people, um, ideally in teams or individuals, have the opportunity to get education within quality improvement and improvement science over the course of a year. But at the same time, uh, the goal of that is really the support of them doing quality improvement projects within their local EMS system in a way that is mentored and supported uh, throughout the course of the year. Hello and welcome back to another edition of EMS One Stop. I'm your host, Rob Lawrence, and uh, I have an international edition for you today. Uh, and I'm also going to bring in uh, someone that I do regular podcasting with, but not at EMS One. So there's a little bit of familiarity. There may be some japery and joking, uh, but uh, I'd like to introduce uh, my guests today before we introduce the topic. That's Dr. Maya Dorset, who's also people, my medical director, and uh, I love working with her. And from north of the border, uh, we have uh, Nicola Little. So, first of all, before we get into the topic, let's uh, get your own backstories. And uh, Canadians first. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I am so happy to be here because it's my first podcast with the famous Rob. But uh, my name is Nikki Little. and I You just said that the way I wrote it down for you, by the way. There we go. Oh. <laughs> I am Nikki Little, and I am, in fact, north of the border and also originally from the UK, so that makes me uh, even more related to Rob a little bit and happy to be here. Um, I've been a paramedic for probably coming up 27 years, and uh, I'm a faculty member with the NAMSB Quality and Safety course, and I've been there probably six or seven years coming up and just newly co-directing with Maya for the last couple of years. The good doctor, over to you. You you now realize you're outnumbered by people that have the king on their stamps. That's okay. I'm used to being outnumbered. <laughs> so if I'm not outnumbered, I'm in the wrong place. So normally I work with Rob at Prodigy, um, but in this context, I'm here as a member of NAMSP and the co-director of the quality and safety course with Nikki, which we've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, we took over from Mike Redliner and Scott Bourne, who originated the original course as well as the, the year-long course. So let's set this up then. So uh, NAMSP, and I'm reading this from their blurb, uh, Quality and Safety Committee is pleased to offer an exciting year-long course that provides EMS physicians and quality improvement leaders with the knowledge and skills necessary to lead quality improvement and patient safety initiatives in their region, system, or agency. Participants will develop in an in-depth understanding of how to apply tools and strategies to quality improvement in their local needs to affect the care of their patients. And so that's the setup. So just, just give us a little bit more of the, the backstory, how it came about and, uh, you know, and where it's going, how it's going. I think maybe the place to start is talk an overview about what are the quality courses that are offered by NAMSP. So several years ago, I guess about seven years ago now, um, as part of the quality and safety committee of NAMSP, they decided to put on a quality improvement course. And 
as I said, I was not part of that original course. I sort of came in later um, to this great community of practice. We offer uh, several educational programs. So there's a two-day workshop that we do as a pre-conference, as well as a few other venues that we're branching into, um, as well as a quality improvement for fellows course that was really spearheaded by Joey Grover to bring quality improvement education to future medical directors. But one of the things that came out of that initial course where we taught people the fundamentals of improvement science and specifically improvement science and EMS was the idea of how do we support people in implementing true quality improvement initiatives in their community? What would the model of that look like? And what came out of that um, was the year-long course. Um, which Nikki was a part of the first year. I was not part of a, a first year. I am a uh, like tag along, um, but I do believe in finding great people and joining the movement. So I was amongst the followers, uh, but now I get to be part of it. And the year-long course is what we're talking about here. And the concept of it is that people, um, ideally in teams or individuals, have the opportunity to get education within quality improvement and improvement science over the course of a year. But at the same time, uh, the goal of that is really the support of them doing quality improvement projects within their local EMS system in a way that is mentored and supported uh, throughout the course of the year. You are clearly a product of, of a, a previous course, Nikki. How did, how did it go for you? And, uh, you know, what are you bringing sort of into the faculty side of things as, as a, someone that's been there and done that? Yeah, I think being uh, an inaugural participant has uh, definitely helped me um, and helped me to understand sort of where folks usually start from and uh, the challenges that they might face in, jo- in joining. But I think the, the year-long course in itself is like, it's almost like it's structured into a project itself, right? With the capstone, you're you're setting yourself up for a start time and a finish time. And all of the months have uh, different uh, learning modules that you cover. And so as a participant, you're really kept on track and you're really surrounded with all the supports that you need. And that sort of makes the success of the program inevitably uh, you can go further than that. You can, you can take your project much longer than the year and you will likely because that's sort of the nature of quality improvement, but it's such a basic level of um, like such a good start is what I, what I would explain to folks who are just starting out. By way of delivering a teaser then, can you kind of highlight each month and the objectives uh, that a potential student or an enrollee can, can get involved in? Yeah, sure. I mean, when you're starting out, we really want to set you up with sort of picking the right project. Uh, And sometimes that can come from, you know, doing something that you're already working on. That being said, there are some things that agencies, you know, pick and they're working on that don't make a good project all the time. But what makes a good project is really important to get out and up and on in front of. So things that matter to patients, things that matter to, uh, you know, positive patient outcomes. And then through that, we sort of set you up by picking the project, setting an aim, and making really clear what that aim is. So it's specific, and it's uh, measurable and achievable and realistic, and it's time-bound, as I mentioned before. So you have that all set up at the beginning, and then you plug away and you learn about what what it is you're going to measure, and you pick um, your operational definitions, and then you start to plot the data, and that's where the the change really happens. Again, uh, so month by month, uh, what what's on the what's on the agenda, Maya? 
So the first month um, starts with the most one of the most important decisions you're going to make, which is selecting a good project um, and building a team. Um, so I think we'll have Nikki speak to this because I think she says it most eloquently, but it's really about picking a project um, that is important to your system and important to patients and doable within your own system. And I think a lot of people do have ideas about what they want that to be, but it's not necessarily the right project for them and their system. Um, we talk about uh, the model for improvement and something called the system of profound knowledge, um, which are really the IHI type models of how do you go about about making improvement within your system. We talk about change theories and how do you do how do you come up with change theories and how do you implement PDSA cycles. We talk about measuring results and what does variation look like and tracking progress. Um, and as we sort of move through it, um, we have sort of intermittent uh, stations where we have people sort of share from their own projects. We make sure that we have that as a monthly programming because I think that there's a tremendous amount that you can learn from each other as you get input. And then towards the end of the, the session, um, we talk a lot about how do you communicate your results, um, how do you lead change, um, and how do you sort of present the results of your improvement projects in a way um, that is not just about sort of you putting out there in the world what you've done, um, but so that other systems can learn from what you've done and lead to improvement for EMS in general. What one of one of the acronyms you use there and uh, is 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 one of my favorites, PDSA, Plan, Do, Study, Act, Small Cycles and Small Tests of Change. Uh, for those that are EMS one-stop followers, you can go back into the catalog and to see the deep dive I did in that with uh, our good friend Dr. Dave Williams. Um, but uh, talk 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 for those that may not want to deep dive back into the Dr. Dave Williams episode, Maya, about what is a PDSA. They should what, want to deep dive. They, sh yeah. they should yeah. do that, but just for the yeah. benefit of brevity. Give it. Take us on a on a on a, on a PDSA on PDSAs. I think the I think the benefit of brevity is actually a good theme. So right, PDSAs, the plan, do, study, act cycle, um, addresses fundamentally the idea that every theory that we have about what will make an improvement is just a prediction. I think we've all been uh, the on the receiving end of somebody's good idea to make an improvement and realize that. Sometimes predictions don't bear out to actually making improvement in your system. And so when we think about things on like a big scale, very often EMS systems invest a lot of time and a lot of work on this theory they had that's going to make it better. And then you put it out there and it doesn't make the thing better, but you've expended your time, your resources, and your motivation. And the, the project sort of dies on the vine. The concept of the PDSA is that you do small tests of change over time to ask the question, is this really going to lead to improvement? And then once you find something that does lead to improvement, then you can begin implementing that at a wider scale. And I've adopted this, right? Like this is how I live my life now, right? Like before I commit, you do a small test of change and you see whether or not it's going to lead to the results that you want. Any real live practical examples of, of, of executing that, Nikki, from the, certainly from the work that you've done that you, you can kind of talk to? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, if you have a, a little bit of a relationship going on with the paramedics that are doing the work out there, 
Some of the smallest tests can be just giving them a call and asking them about the work that they're doing and how they're interpreting the current policy or the protocol, and then asking them, you know, learning from that even itself is a PDSA, but then even, you know, asking them to do something a little bit differently and then report back. So, uh, in our system, we had this policy around acute uh, coronary syndromes, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, specific criteria around chest pain and sort of a, a, a linear approach to when we would get the 12 lead. And in just calling my medics and asking them about, you know, their process, I learned a lot about their perceptions about whether or not um, it was appropriate to to do all the things that they wanted to do, like do the nitro and do the ASA and all that stuff and then get the 12 lead. And there were some real bizarre behavior and, and attitudes around, um, you know, when that was okay and who it was okay to do, like could the could the junior paramedic do it? And so all of this information was really helpful in figuring out what we were going to do next. So just even starting a conversation with a phone call or understanding um, understanding the work that they're doing. Great. And obviously, you know, that, that's that's the way towards quality improvement. Now, for folk that have enrolled in the course or folk that are thinking of enrolling in the course, at the end, there's going to be a capstone because you're putting people into groups. You're going to have to present your findings. And that can then lead on to a place on the on the national stage, right? How does that all work? So one of the things that NAMSP has done um, starting last year um, was the presentation of quality improvement posters at the national meeting. And traditionally, we always had research posters. Later on, we brought in education innovation posters. But it was realized that there's great amount of benefit to people sharing the work they've done in the area of quality improvement in EMS. And so you can not only submit your ideas as presentations for talks, um, but there's also a mechanism to submit those for poster presentations at NAMSP. The other thing that I think is important to know is that there are mechanisms to publish this work. So it used to be that it had to be a research paper to get published in pre-hospital emergency care, or PEC, amongst other quality journals that publish improvement science, PC will now accept papers that are improvement science as long as they comply with something called the Squire Guidelines, which are the Standards for Quality Improvement Reporting Excellence. So thank you for that, Maya. And uh, we're just going to take a second to have a word from our sponsor. Lexapol empowers first responders and public servants to best meet the needs of their residents safely and responsibly serving more than 2 million public safety and government professionals in over 8,000 agencies and municipalities. Lexapol offers a range of solutions that includes policies, training, behavioral health resources, news and analysis, and grant assistance services for law enforcement, fire rescue, EMS, local government, and other agencies dedicated to public safety. To learn more, visit lexapol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. Thank you for that note. Don't forget, uh, you can follow us on all of the uh, regular podcast channels. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to rate and review us on the platform that you're listening to us on. So we go up in that searchability. Uh, I am talking, of course, to the one and only Dr. Maya Dorsett and uh, to Nikki Little, one in the US, one in Canada, talking about NAMSP's quality improvement and safety course. Uh, what are your favorite bits from all of this, though? Well, there's a lot of favorite bits. And of course, I've got new favorite bits all the time. But I think in terms of like light bulb moments, um, there's some really 
key phrases that stick with you. Uh, one of them is that, you know, every system is perfectly designed to get what it gets. And I think that just sits, and I'm sure Dave talked about that when you had him on, but it just sits with you. He absolutely did. Yeah. He did. He did. Uh, I, I'm certain I learned it from him or Mike Tegman and all the on the forefathers that came before him. But I think that having that mindset. I'm glad you did that. We are we are um, contractually obliged to either use the names Matt Zavadsky or Mike Tegman. So you've helped me achieve that one. So <laughs> do, do carry on. <laughs> yeah. So I that sort of knowledge in itself, and there's a whole bunch of other ones like that, but just recognizing that your system is complex and all the policies and procedures and processes that you have set up for the folks to work in them, you know, they don't always work as designed versus work as imagined versus work as done is, uh, you know, key to understanding where the processes are going wrong and, and that, you know, that you're getting the results that you're getting. And that was huge for, you know, it, instead of having that strategic intent that just comes down from the top and expects that everybody is doing exactly what is outlined in the policy. Um, and so that and the other thing is the data over time piece. I think so many quality leaders are sort of still stuck in this moment where they're looking at this, you know, 50% of in May and 52% in, in June. And we're just comparing these two numbers and making massive strategic decisions about things that might be seasonal or have normal variation. And uh, we could be really making some really dumb mistakes if we're not looking at our data over time. And so that practice in itself was uh, a huge light bulb moment for a quality professional in the EMS system like myself. Uh, and, and again, going back to Dave, of course, trending is, and, and when is a trend not a trend is absolutely yeah. key. But uh, but Maya, uh, yours? I would say that my favorite bits amongst, I agree with Nikki completely. Uh, the, the one thing I would add, and I think Nikki would agree with me on this one, is that the participants in the course really become a community of practice. So, Every year, our faculty gets larger, and that's because prior graduates of the course join our faculty to mentor the next year of learners within the course. And the thing I love the most is that I think on a day-to-day -day basis, it's easy to sort of get caught up in sort of the... I don't know, like the negativity or feeling like certain things you can't make a difference, but then... Once a month, and then even more often than that, because you meet with your mentees, you get to really collaborate idea-wise and work together with a group of people who are all there committed to making improvements in their system. And I've met, you know, this is how I met Nikki. Um, the funny thing is me and Nikki met in person for the first time at NAMSP, but it felt so weird because I felt like she's one of like you know, my very best friends in like EMS and she's a person whose input I value. And when I want to get real feedback on ideas that I have and challenges in the system and sort of like fight the man and make good in the world, you know, she's one of the people I turn to, but the course gives us sort of this group of people who all sort of see the world in that way and are doing the work of quality improvement, recognizing how hard it is to improve things. It's really easy to say you've made something better by coming up with your idea, putting your idea out to the world, and then never measuring if you've made a difference, right? Because then you can feel like, I did this thing, but having the objective measures of whether or not you've actually made a difference and committing to making 
true improvements in your system, that's really hard work. Um, but we have this group of people who are really committed to doing that and then are committed to donating their time future years to help other people do that and spread this as a culture within EMS. You know, I love the quote about, you know, every system is perfectly designed to get the, to get the results it gets. Um, I think my favorite quote um, is a Mike Tegman quote. So we'll meet your Tegman quota times two. Um, and that is the response to resistance should be curiosity. And I learned that from Mike Tegman as part of this course, that every time you try and make a change and you meet with resistance, that shouldn't be like push harder. It should be ask why. And I think that very idea and seeing how that idea plays out to come up with, to lead to change theories that really do make a difference over and over again in a bunch of different systems through this community of practice, um, I think is something that's really sort of dramatically changed how I operate as a medical director, how I do improvement science in my own system. Um, and so I think I get more out of this course than I put into it um, at this point. Um, and that's with a group of faculty who all put a lot into this course. Actually, you mentioned his name twice in a row there. If you mention it three times, he will immediately appear as a guest. So, uh, that's, uh... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, one of the things, of course, this is NAMSP. This is not just for physicians. Obviously, this is this is for anybody and everybody involved in quality improvement or who want to be involved in quality improvement. So, you know, What's the target audience and actually who's been through the process so far by, in, in terms of, you know, sort of appointments, roles, responsibilities, et cetera? I think we've had a blend of target audience. Like we've definitely seen quality professionals, EMS quality professionals uh, and, and medical directors come in. What I think is really interesting right now is we're really starting to see those folks teaming up together. And so you might have a, the medical director and the quality professional working on a project, super awesome and very successful instead of folks working by themselves, which is still effective and you still learn a lot and you still have the community of practice, like Maya said. So it's still a huge team that you have to work with. But if you're coming with your own team, that's pretty awesome. And so that's kind of the what we're starting to see is folks joining together. There's other advantages to that too, is that you know, this work is hard and it is busy. And so if you're, ha you know, attacking the work as a team member and one of your team members can't be there or can't do the function, then maybe another one can pick up the slack. And so that's a pretty awesome trend that we're seeing. And I think one of the things that I love about this course, um, more than half the faculty are not physicians. So, right. There's a, a fair percentage of NMSP membership that is not physicians. Um, and in the quality course, especially, it's very deliberate that it's a faculty from different different backgrounds and the point i want to make of course we're, we're putting this out on the ems one this is not just a, this is not just for for our physicians this is something that's going to and this will be one of a, another one of those moments where the rising tide should raise all ships because we're also doing some some great qa qi stuff um where can we go to link in to learn about to uh, you know follow what's happening with uh, this particular course for this particular course, we've actually, we're doing our own PDSA this year. Um, and ah. the PDSA is that we've changed the timeline of the course. 
in all previous years, the course was timed to be sort of start right after the pre-conference, the national conference. So that would happen in January. And then that was considered a, a prerequisite for taking the course, which would then start in March. What we found, though, is that right as you need to sort of get momentum in your project, it would be the summer, which is sort of the natural lull when people are less productive in general because it's hard to get people together and people have vacations. And so we realized looking backward that that was sort of an obstacle to people keeping momentum on their projects. So we're changing the whole structure and that people can apply If you go to www.nmsp.org and you look under career development and click on the year-long quality and safety course, it will take you to the application. The applications are due August 16th, and the course is going to start in September. That's great. And so so your next cohort will then sort of come into the uh, annual meeting a few months into their research cycle, I guess. And so that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, so the the cohort will be there in the annual meeting. And then the other thing it lines up with is submissions for posters at the annual meeting happen in August. And so the idea of having a course that's going to run September to June means that people have time to sort of finish things up and package it so that they're able to submit and then share what they've learned to the greater audience at NAMSP. That's cool. And uh, I remember back to the last NAMSP, I went round and I photographed every last poster, which I put on my Facebook page and uh, people happily um, shared that. And uh, what I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes so people can see just the the amazing amount of posters and offerings and topics and selections that, that people have put forward, because I think it's really cool to, to see what has gone before. So before we go, here comes the standard Rob ending question. Is there anything I've forgotten to ask you or anything you've forgotten to tell me? I don't think so. You're perfect, Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one you know, Rob is designed to get the results he gets. You can't put, I, I can't put this in the show. Oh my goodness. Or maybe I will. <laughs> you have it on tape. Every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets, including Rob's system. It gets good <laughs> well, thank you very much indeed. And uh, I'm glad you said that. And we've gone one show without saying the other phrase if you've seen one EMS system. You've seen one EMS system. Of course, unless you do a study you actually took look at the quality and then you change it. That's right. Come do and, it. And, and then, then you, have you a, share what you've learned. And then you share what you've learned. Okay. So uh, let's leave it there for the minute. But of course, the most important bit is how can we follow you individually and where can we get details about the class? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm boring. My Twitter handle is at Maya Dorset, M-A-I-A-D-O-R-S-E-T-T. And my email is just mayadorset at gmail.com. And we both know that you are far from boring. Your content is amazing. And if you're not following Maya on Twitter, please, please, please do, because it is FOMED extraordinaire. And I mostly retweet Rob. So, (laughs) And I mostly retweet you. So there we go. And, and you can follow me, but I'm doing the same. But uh, at Nikki B. Little, N-I-K-K-I, uh, Big B, L-I-T-T-L-E uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can reach me by email, yes, and little at winnipeg.ca. So those are the contact uh, details for my amazing guests. Uh, I've certainly had a lot of fun. We're going to put some resource in the show notes. You can follow along there. And uh, for the moment, 
and I say for the moment, Maya, because you've got no choice when Nikki, you're going to come back eventually and we'll get you back on uh, for an update and we'll certainly catch up with you at uh, NEMSP's uh, annual meeting, um, either on the escalator or not. We'll that to be determined. Uh, but for the minute, thank you both very, very much indeed. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Okay, that was another edition of EMS One Stop. Don't forget, you can keep up with me on Twitter at UKRobL1 or, or over on LinkedIn or on anything that Prodigy does because we're all over your airwaves there as well. Um, but for the moment, this has been EMS One Stop. I've been Rob Lawrence. They've been Nikki and Dr. Meyer. And until next time, bye for now. Bye.